When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Look at that beauty. Happy hump day and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a one, two, three, four, five star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totry, joined as always by Shane Diefenbach, Sean DePaz, and we've got a special guest from down in the dirty tee. We've got Mike Luke on the show Iron today. Mike Iron Luke. Mike Luke, yeah. Iron Mike. My apologies. My apologies. How it's many okay, likes to get, How many likes to actually legally change your name to Iron Mike Luke? Uh, you know, I'm not going to go that far, but, well, maybe I will. It depends on how far that takes. <laughs> how many likes for you to box the actual Iron Mike? Um... Well, no, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I wouldn't live after it. I've actually seen Mike Tyson up in Scottsdale one time. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me. This is why we bring Mike, Mike Luke on the show. It's, no, it's for insight like for, that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mike, obviously a big game, Territorial Cup, on Friday. Uh, the expectation right now is it's going to be a shootout. U of A is, I believe, four-and-a-half-point favorites as it stands right now. Just what are your expectations for Friday's game? Um, it's going to be an interesting game, honestly. They always are. Um, I'm very curious to see how Arizona does on the offensive side because if Arizona doesn't score, then they generally don't win. I mean, that's pretty much the case for any team. But um, I got to give you guys this. ASU is definitely a little bit better than I thought they'd be this year. They at least battle. Um, it does help when you have a Tucson in that's your quarterback. I mean, you know, we'll let you have him. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, like, I think, and again, this is probably this will sound like Homer speak, but I think Arizona's a little bit better. I think Arizona's got some better players. In the previous years, I never thought that, but uh, this year, I think that it's a little bit different. I like the Cats. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, a hundred percent, Mike. In terms of the quarterback situation for Arizona State, obviously, Trent Borgay, Emory Jones, kind of been mm-hmm. flip flopped throughout the season. Uh, sometimes because of the play, sometimes because of the injury. You brought up Trent Borgay, obviously being from Tucson. Uh, what is just, I not really the environment, but what is the reaction, I guess, to to fans having a guy like Trent Borgay starting at quarterback for this big game back down in Tucson? Well, it's a cool story, and I'm glad that he's doing well for you guys. I mean, he's uh, as you know, he's a really good kid. Um, and he, quite frankly, he's a bit, a little bit better than I thought he would be. I thought he would be a career backup. I still think he probably is a career backup, but you know, people down here are happy for his success. Um, 
and I don't know if uh, Shane has come around on this or not, but I've always thought that Borgay was better than Emory Jones. Have, uh, <laughs> can we reach middle ground here or no? Oh yeah, I I I think we. I, I, yes, I think he is. Mm. Right. I think Trenton Borgay is better than Emory Jones in the same way that Colt McCoy is better than Cliff Kingsbury or better than Kyler Murray. If, I don't think it's that drastic. I, well, not that drastic, no. But I'm <laughs> saying in the sense that I think if you put the two of them on the best possible roster you can put together with a coach who doesn't have his head up his ass, then nice. Emory Jones would be better. But I think considering the circumstances, circumstances Trenton Borgay is better for this team right now. Yeah, Mike. I mean, it's a it's a cool story, though, guys, because, as you know, I mean, you know, Phoenix is loaded with high school talent. I mean, you just look at those four schools with Chandler, Hamilton, uh, Saguaro, Chaparral, you name it. And Tucson just doesn't get a lot of those guys. I mean, every and, and if they do, it's a Bijan Robinson or a Lathan Ransom that goes somewhere else. So um, but to see a kid like that doing really well, it's been a cool story and definitely something that uh, Arizona fans have been following for sure. Mike, the. The defenses for both of these teams aren't really top-notch. Um, Correct. Weird things happen when rivals play each other. You know, it, it, they, they know a lot of what the other team does, even historically if it's a different coach. What do you make of this game in terms of scoring? Do you think it's going to be this, as Todry said, a shootout? Or can you see this game getting a little muddy? You know, that's a good question. Um, both these teams have bad defenses. Um I think you guys, I think Arizona State has a better defense. Um, you've probably, you've got more, I'll put it to you like this. When I look at teams' rosters, I always wonder how many guys would start. at For Arizona, on for ASU, there'd probably be three, maybe three or four starters on defense maybe. So I think you've got a little bit of a talent uh uh, talent edge right there but I think both these teams should be able to score the ball quite frankly I mean if you watched Arizona granted they started playing a bunch of freshmen now um, which I'm all for um, but at the end of the day when that still doesn't they still don't do very well against the run the pass is a big problem as well um, I could see this being if there's not a ton of turnovers I could see this game being a game that's in the high 20s mid 30s something like that but with both these teams it wouldn't surprise me at all especially in a rivalry game if there's a bunch of turnovers and sloppy play um are Jaden Delora and was it Cowing or Singer that he punched Singer. in the face are they are they good like are they gonna because like, we the the ASU players are aware of that incident right Aguano yeah, showed Aguano them had showed his players that clip over the weekend. True. Well, fun story. A Dorian Singer, Phoenix native, that I guess you guys probably wish you could have. He's really good. But um, it, uh, it, should, I would shot. imagine it'll be, it'll, I imagine, hey, listen, man, it's Arizona football. We take what we can get. <laughs> um, but I would imagine, I think everything is going to be okay. Uh, Jaden Delora is a very emotional player out there, um, as is Dorian Singer. As you remember, Dorian Singer got kicked out of the ASU game last year. Um, but those are two of your handful of best players on the team, so they have to make it work. I mean, the strength of Arizona comes down to one thing, and it's the receiving core. Um, it's crazy to say this, but Arizona's got the best receiving core in the conference. Um, they just, you know, two thousand yard receivers, five star wide receiver, also the Dink catch for a thousand. That's that's where they make their bones right now, and so they better be on good terms because they're going to be catching the ball, and <laughs> they're going to be catching the ball from him. Yeah, Mike, I got a I got a uh, multiple choice question for you. You ready? I'm in. Xavier Valade will have a 150 rushing yards, b 200 rushing yards, c 250 rushing yards, or d 300 plus. Or f the limit does not exist. 
Um, man, that that's <laughs> Shane. Shane coming with the hot hitters. Um, <laughs> I, I would say he probably goes for about a buck fifty, a buck seventy five. I mean, he's fantastic. Like, I mean, I'm not telling you guys are obviously the experts, but the games I watch ASU mainly so that I control uh, Shane and ask if anybody's got the ASU score, <laughs> but. Um, I'll, I'll give it I'll, he's faint. If he were to be a starting NFL running back in two years, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I mean, he's, he's a next level type dude. And I know that he put up numbers at Wyoming, but when you come to a power five, like he's done, you know, if I had a vote for the all pack 12 team, he would definitely be one of my running backs on there. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Do you think this is a game that ASU can win just on the ground? Like just if, if Xavier does go off, is that it? Or can ASU win that kind of game, or do they need to attack Arizona's defense through the air? Um, I, I think they got to. It's weird saying this with the Arizona defense, which is probably the worst in the conference. But I think you got to make a few plays through the air. Um, that's why I would be more interested. I think Borgay gives you guys a better chance to win this game against Arizona because you know he can move, he can stay ahead of the chains, he can move it. But um, you're going to have to make a few plays through the air. But if ASU is if ASU's smart, they're giving the ball to they're giving the ball to him 25, 26, 27 times. Because the other thing with Arizona, now that you're playing freshmen, a lot of these guys are thin, uh, you know, smaller dudes to begin with, just by the nature of being a freshman. So um, I would say that I would say you'll have to make a few plays. But if Borgay goes and and Borgay's starting, correct? Correct. I believe so, yeah. Okay. I would say a, a, a stat line that you'd want to look for from uh, Borgay would be something like 12 of 18 for a buck 50 and a touchdown or two. If you can do that, then I think you guys have a real chance right there. Not that yeah. you don't, but he needs to be a game manager. I think you yeah. kind of yeah. like you said, Mike, I think X needs to touch the ball probably 25, 30 times, um, maybe 25 of those on the ground and five through the air. A couple weeks ago, I'm pretty sure he had like eight plus catches mm-hmm. for, for like 100 receiving yards. So he's definitely a dual threat guy. I think that's the way he's fully, out of, he's fully out of eligibility, correct? Yeah, well, correct. Can he come back if he correct. wants no, to? No, he cannot come back. Okay. Uh, okay so that's good. that's something that you guys can be thankful for. You want to <laughs> yeah, so you wanted to make sure. Next year. Uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Jaden Delora. Um, I don't know what the expectations going into the season were for a guy like that. Obviously, you mentioned the receiving core. Uh, but what have you thought of his play so far this season? I'm a big fan of his. Honestly, guys, when you win one out of 20 games before this season coming in um, with some of the most inept offenses you'll ever see, he came in and he was the Pac-12 freshman of the year, and he's been far from perfect, obviously. He's had some real stinkers, but he's had some awesome games, though, too, against Washington, against uh, uh, against UCLA. And you look at his numbers, he's fifth in the nation in passing yards. He's got 29 total touchdowns, 12 picks. He can be turned over for sure, but he is a guy that has been a big, big upgrade for Arizona. And, you know, he drives fans crazy because he will do some really dumb things out there. But at the end of the day, if you were to tell me going into the year that you'd have four wins with the possibility of getting five uh, going into the Territorial Cup, I'd take it. He's been he's been very good, all things considered, um, and it does help that he's got the receiving core that he does. But I, I'm, I'm a fan for sure. So, Mike, let's talk about the receiving core. Uh, is there anything you've seen in practice that makes you believe that they – all they do with the receivers is practice spectacular catches and one-handers. Like, why yeah. is this team? Every time I tune into U of A, they are they are making a fingertip catch. 
Well, it's it's amazing. I mean, at Arizona, we're not known for our wide receiver play. I know that might be hard for you to believe, but um, <laughs> but you look at these guys. All three of these dudes are NFL players. I mean, you look at their backgrounds and their pedigree. Jacob Cowing came in here, Phoenix or Maricopa native. Jacob Cowing, by the way. <laughs> um, and you know he caught for fourteen hundred yards at UTEP last year, twelve touchdowns, and there was questions as to how that would you know transition. He's been he's been absolutely fantastic. Again, over a thousand yards, nine TDs, eight nine TDs. Um, he's just a really really good football player. They all have really good hands, and I know that kind of goes to what Shane had to say. But then you look at Dorian Singer. He might have the best hands on the team. He always gets open. He's played his best in big games, and we haven't even really talked about T Mac who was a five-star wide receiver. Another thing that we never get here, five-star wide receivers don't come to Arizona. And when you watch him, he's not a breakaway guy, but he's a jump ball threat. Um, and they all have great hands and they'll all play in the NFL. And that's, you know, that's something that I've never seen here at the U of A. That's for sure. I mean, you mentioned that there's a lot of freshmen playing, obviously transfers guys like JDL. Like, do you have a sense that these new guys have a full understanding of like, what the, like the, the gravity of this rivalry? Do you know? Because like we talked about, Aguano has made a, a point to make sure that his players know what this is about. Uh, have you heard anything uh, like that from Jed Fish or just that they have an idea of what this means? If, for the players, that's a great question, Sean. For the players that have played in it, um, they know. Yeah. But you don't really know the visceral hatred for both sides until you're just actually on the field. So it's impossible to tell a freshman that, you know, this is going to be the game because I think a lot of people look at it from the outside and they're like, oh, it's Arizona and it's ASU. Who really cares? But there's not a rivalry in college football where the two fan bases dislike each other more. That's just that's just the way it is. And it's more than even that. It's a city dislike. It's Phoenix versus Tucson. It's so you don't yes this is an alabama auburn from a talent perspective but it really takes a back seat to nobody when it comes to just kind of the general animus between both sides so to answer your question i don't really think that you can you know uh, express that to them until they're actually on the field and when they're on the field they'll find out very quickly yeah i think i mean and you can agree with me mike i feel like arizona has definitely had arizona has had a better season than the Sun Devils. They they surpassed expectations, but with losing the sixth sixth straight territorial cup to ASU, would that kind of deflate what this season was for them? I mean, it would be a really really bummer way for me. Overall, this has still been a good season. Um, you go from one win to four wins. You're probably hoping to get in that seven eight realm next year because you return so many guys. But this, it, you know, and it depends on how it happens. But if we're sitting here on Monday and we're talking, and this is a, you know, you guys win thirty one twenty one or whatever the case may be in Tucson, it'll be a real bummer way to end the season. I mean, you know, there's no doubt about it. Especially coming off that huge win against UCLA, then laying the egg against Wazoo, then losing to ASU. That would be a, yeah, that would be a tough way to go into the off season, especially considering, like you said, you lost six straight games. Yeah. I would they go at that Wazoo game, do you think there was like a like a hangover after the UCLA game? Like I mean what I think, went wrong? I, I think a lot I think a lot of it was personal with Jaden Delora because if you watched him, he was terrible in that game. And they said all week that, you know, he wasn't looking at it that way. But again, he's, you know, he's a 21 year old kid and he's a, he's kind of a high strung guy to begin with. And when you watch that game, I mean, there were, I mean, he was atrocious. There's, you know, there's no other way to put it. I mean, when you got four picks and you, 
you know, it, it, it definitely got in, this game definitely got into his nerves, I think. And that was, that was a problem. And it was a problem pretty clearly on, I will say though, Washington state is a pretty good football team. I think they're pretty underrated, but this game was kind of, and I hate saying this cause I think he's been really good, but this game was kind of on Jaden Delora. He just wasn't good. And he wasn't in the right frame of mind. Do you you have any concern that, like, the gravity of this game will get to him? Uh, Not really, um, because I think that was so personal with him. Uh, where he was, I again, he's kind of that first, this is his first, you know, he's not from Arizona. He's yeah. not even, you know, from, you know, the lower 48. So, you know, hopping in here, it's just kind of, I think, your typical rivalry game for him. Now, again, he, you can, you can get into his head a little bit. There's no doubt about it. But I think that he is, uh, I, I look for a bounce back performance. He hasn't had, he hasn't had two bad games in a row all season. So I would definitely look for a big performance from him right here. Plus, he knows that a lot of people are grumbling about his play against Wazoo. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to play pretty well. Yeah, Jaden Delore is the most Mike Luke quarterback ever loves to gamble. <laughs> oh, man, dude, seriously, code word PHNX. Yeah, I was hoping we were going to get one of those. Oh, man. You guys, at what point do we get the the uh, Delora versus Nesta Jade Silvera? Like stare down oh, at what quarter? Quarter one. Ooh. Quarter one. You quarter think? One. Actually, I don't know if ASU gets enough pressure to do that. He's just always going to stare at him. You guys, you guys are going to have a real chance there because Arizona lost their best tackle or their their best offensive lineman by a mile, Jordan Morgan, two games ago, um, and that really showed against Wazoo. So I would expect ASU to be able to mount some pressure on Arizona's well, offense. That would be well, nice. Well, Mike. Um, ASU, one of ASU starting defensive end just tweeted, it's been real Sun Devil Nation, yeah. so I don't know how much better ASU is doing. Yeah. Is Jermaine, is Jermaine Lola still there? Uh-huh. Come <laughs> on now. It is burning. ASU is on fire. Uh, Mike, any predictions before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go Arizona. I, I think Arizona is going to win 34-24. I actually think that, um, I think that Arizona is, I think Arizona is better, to be honest with you. Um, you know, now you could just say that's Mike just back in the A, but I will say I would back the A on the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX to cover. <laughs> what do you guys got? Are speaking of code word PHNX right now, the Cats in basketball are only two and a half point favorites. Is that disrespectful against Creighton? No, Creighton's a top ten team. I'm cool with that. That's disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful. I, I, I think you... I think Arizona's a top ten team. Oh, Arizona should be a top ten team. I think Arizona's sure. a top seven team in the country right now. Give give, give me give me the points. I'm all I, in. I like that. You know, you guys can root for a U of A basketball. You do realize not this. publicly. Yeah, I, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so right not now. publicly. That's that's. Well, I'm fine with that. I, I will publicly root for a U of A women's basketball on Adia Barnes any day of the week. I love that woman. That's okay. fair. Do we have our score predictions locked and loaded? You asked, Mike. This is. Yeah, uh, I want to see what you guys got. This is what we've got here. Sean. Is backing the A this I week. Right. I, not, I wouldn't phrase it like that. Sean's back in the A. I'm not backing the A. I'm not backing the A. Sean's backing the A. Behind you, dude. Sean, Sean is, backing the A. Sean's going to be riding around the cat train. Bro, cat relax. Tram, the cat I'm tram not, all day long, back in the A. Let's hear it. 38-31. I'm not backing the A. Um, well, but I do think Arizona's going to win. I mean, like Mike said kind of a lot of it. I do I do genuinely think they're a better team. Um, it's two bad defenses, so I just kind of have to side with the more high-powered offense, and I think that is Arizona's. I just I've seen too much of this ASU defense to think they're going to be able to stop a yeah. guy that can throw for four hundred plus seen yards. Enough of the U of A defense, well, no, no, no I, I, but that's not my point. I, I, I don't think that U of A defense is necessarily going to be able to stop Arizona's offense either. But that's why I'm saying I think Arizona's offense is just way too 
high powered compared to ASU's offense or yeah, yeah. To, to, for it to matter. Shane, 37-34 in favor of Sun Devils. Yeah, it's going to be close. I think it's high scoring. This could go either way. Uh, Carter Brown game winning field goal freshman of the year. That's exactly where I'm at. I, I think uh, even a little bit more than you guys, I don't think any defense is going to be played here. Yeah. 44. I would love it. It's going to look like a Big 12 matchup. Baby Vinatieri hits a 50-yarder. <laughs> baby Vinatieri. <laughs> he ends the game. Well, he got benched last week. Yeah, we got yeah, baby Feely. Yeah, baby Feely. Yeah, I mean he's oh, quite well, he's, baby Feely. He's getting pretty big. Yeah, he is. he's a big baby Feely. I think he's gonna start to play a fullback after. Hell yeah. Are you guys so going to the game? Yes, Shane oh, and I right. will be down in Tucson. I'll leave bright and early on Friday morning. I'm gonna say it's a good time. Hit me up when you guys get down here. For oh, sure. for sure, for sure. It's gonna be even sweeter to uh, have a drink with you after ASU wins the game. Oh, man, I'll be here for you, dude. I'll be here. <laughs> Mike, we appreciate you, hey, man. Have a good on one. On a serious note, you guys do a fantastic job out there. As you know, there is somebody very prominent at the U of A that has, wa- that has watched yes. you guys. Well, you um, got to put in a call for us and get him on our show. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. <laughs> but, but again, no, you guys, do, you guys do a great job there. Keep it going. Great camaraderie, great information. Big fan of what you guys are doing. Big fan of you, Mike, Mike. Luke. Have a good right, one, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Back the A. No, no, Damn it. no. <laughs> we let him get the last word in on it, too. That's a bummer.